Hello, I'm Jeanette Thompson-Wesson. Welcome to my very first episode of my podcast, This Fat Can, at Christmas. And I feel like this is a really important episode to be recording. As fat people, we get so much hatred, we get so much violence thrown at us, and we don't get a break, even at Christmas. Even when there's so much joy and so many lights and so much fun happening around us, we really don't feel like part of it sometimes because of the size of our bodies. And that's down to a lot of the internalised anti-fatness that we have in our bodies, as well as the stuff that we see everywhere. I don't know about you, but I have seen so much anti-fat rubbish everywhere at the moment. It is just everywhere. I saw a TikTok the other day where... There was a straight-sized woman patting her stomach saying that she shouldn't eat any more sweets. And her husband started singing about um, how he would love to have a hippopotamus. Um, I'm not sure how that is funny, to be honest. And the amount of films I have seen that have so much anti-fatness in Christmas films, the places where I, I want to kind of have some kind of, you know downtime and they're really you know the kind of you know the kind of Christmas films where you sit down and you go oh my goodness I just need to have a break my brain just needs to be quiet for a while I'm gonna watch one of these really really bad Christmas films and just there in there there'll be someone joking about someone's weight and who isn't even fat themselves so to be able to navigate this is so important, being able to have some something that give you, gives you some quick wins. And that's what I'm hoping that you're going to be able to get from this podcast here. That's what I hope anyway. I asked out on my Instagram to see who could tell me any things that may be quite tricky for them around about this time of year. And some really common ones came from the first thing I really want to talk about is how to deal with family. How to deal with family when it comes to talking about food and, you know, checking up on what they're eating. Also about comments about our weight, you know, weight stigma. Weight stigma is one of the things that can really harm us even more so than what people say that actually being fat can harm us and we know that there's so much evidence to support that as well but one of the main places that we get our weight stigma from unfortunately is not just medical weight stigma not just from our doctors it is from our families and also from our friends it comes from a place of health concern And if they haven't been internalising any of the stuff that you've probably been internalising, then it makes it really tricky to be able to deal in that situation. How do we see those people that we might not have seen, let's face it, a year ago from now, without completely spiralling, without completely thinking how judged um, we must be for being the weight that we were especially if you were planning at the time to maybe diet and you were hoping to be smaller this time um, you know this time of year then to go somewhere and still be in that big body to still be in that large body that fat body um, it's really hard and ideally I'd say to you we you know it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time to be able to externalise that anti-fatness that you have inside of you. When I say about that anti-fatness you have inside of you, it doesn't ever make you a bad person. 
it just makes you a person that needs to work on something and, and needs to challenge that. It needs to challenge that for the the greater good of yourself and the protection and the care for yourself as well. It's so important to be able to live that authentic life that we all deserve and we all crave to be able to externalize that. But that takes a long time to be able to recognize that we can validate our own selves, to be able to take validation of our appearance from ourselves internally rather than seeking that external validation, which is what diet culture teaches us, right? Diet culture teaches us that we shouldn't be trusting our bodies, we shouldn't trust any feelings about our bodies, that we have um, what it's telling us, and we should be taking that validation from elsewhere. That's why before and afters exist. That is why, you know, that is part of the reason why beauty standards exist. It's why anti-fatness also exists as well, part of the reasons. So it's so difficult seeing those people what can we do what can we do in this situation the first thing I would tell you to do that's a really quick win I'm not going to say it's an easy win because it's not easy whatsoever being able to communicate this is I want you to try and find an ally it doesn't have to be another fat person that may be even more tricky to do you have to be ready you have to be in a place where you're ready to be in the space where you're rejecting diets, where you're trying to challenge your own anti-fatness. So trying to bring another fat person on board may be really, really difficult right now for you. I mean, it would be amazing. That would be fantastic to have someone else who has a shared lived experience to you. But in reality, that might be quite tricky for you right now. So to try and find an ally in someone who is straight-sized, who's gonna be with you at these events that might be going on or be with you when you, you go to these things. And being an ally, you can talk to them. They don't necessarily have to understand everything. They don't have to know the language of health at every size and fat liberation and fat acceptance. All they have to know is how this is making you feel and how much you need someone right now to be able to either, and this is something for you to work out, would you want an ally to just know, just to be able to give them a knowing glance? And then kind of give you a look that kind of goes, I I heard that too. Or someone that you can go to during the event or after the event to voice out any comments that has been made. Or would you want an ally to step in alongside you and go, hey, hold on a second. No, we don't comment on, on people's bodies. Thank you very much. What would you like to do? And that's something for you to work out because this is incredibly individual, whether you would want an ally to do any of those things. Even if you wouldn't want an ally to do any of those things, just to voice your worry and your concern about seeing these people and about putting yourself in a space where you may experience weight stigma, where someone may be commenting about the body that you have where someone may be commented about the food the choices that you make just to be able to voice that to someone some can sometimes be really helpful so that's my first quick win I would give you find that ally find that someone who can be your ally and then also work out what you would like from that ally and ask that person to be that ally 
that's going to be a great help for you. Then I want you to try to learn to validate yourself. What we tend to do in these situations, we feel those big feelings. We feel those really big, you know, feelings of, of worry and not even not even just worry, the anxiety that comes with it can be really crippling of going to these events and seeing people who maybe commenting on your body and commented on, on your food. Rather than just trying to forget it, to try and brush it under the rug, can you validate yourself and give yourself some self-compassion? Validating yourself when it comes from a fat lens looks like going, it's no wonder I feel like this right now. I'm worried because I live in a really, really anti-fat world right now and not many people understand in this event I'm going to what it's like to be a fat person trying to accept their body, trying to live their life in a way that actually is it feels really good to me. So it's no wonder I feel the way that I do right now because the majority of people want to shrink their bodies. The majority of the people don't want to be the size that I am right now. And it's not their fault. It's society's fault for doing that. You know, we've got to name that. And in doing that, it's validating yourself. You're not just going, oh, that was really a silly thought and trying to forget about that. I encourage you to validate yourself. It's no wonder you feel this way. And it's not your fault you feel this way. It is society's fault. And you don't deserve to feel this way. You deserve just to be able to turn up at any one of these events that you're going to this Christmas and just feel okay. Without even really worrying or thinking about the body that you are in right now. If you feel like you can, if the people that you are going to see... I wonder if you can give them a heads up. And this is why I leave it, this to here to tell you about this. Can you give someone a heads up? Can you text? Is this a group of people you're seeing? Do you have a WhatsApp group for that? Can, you know, can you contact the main people who are going to be there and say to them, look, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to accept my body as I am because I know that the way that I exist is fine. It's totally okay. I don't need to lose weight to be, you know, to try and find a new version of me because actually the version of me that I am right now is fantastic. And it, I am the way that I am supposed to be right now. But at the same time, I'm trying to un unlearn all this. And I need your help. Can we make sure that we're making it clear in this event or what, whatever's happening? We don't comment about weight. Because if we comment about weight, it's going to be really triggering to me. And obviously... That's going to be very different if it's a very large event to a small event and who you're with and who you're not with. Maybe you can tell the closest people who are going to be there to you and try and help them understand that actually, can we try and take dieting and weight off of the table conversation wise? Another thing you can do is to be able to, and this, this is a boundary in itself, being able to walk away if a conversation starts and it is talking about food and food choices and weight you can just walk away and that's okay. And if you're an event, there are some great reasons to be able to walk away. Oh, I'm just, I just need to go to the toilet quickly. Does anyone want to drink at the bar? Um, I'm just going to go um, and talk to this person over here. There are so many good reasons to be able to move away. But to hold those boundaries, if you can, you can do that. But also know that these events are not a prison. 
You don't have to stay there. You can give yourself permission even before you leave to go to this event to go, okay, I know I am feeling crippling anxiety about people potentially talking about my weight and talking about food and anything that's triggering to me. I know that I can give myself permission to leave and it is okay to leave. I am worthy enough to be able to go, no, this is not healthy for me. This is way too triggering for me. So if these things haven't helped you up till now, to be able to know that you can leave any event you want to, you are so worth doing that. The journey that you are doing, the work that you are doing, it is not worth ruining all of that hard work you've been doing for an event that you're probably not going to enjoy because of comments that might be made. So you can make that choice. I mean, even then, even thinking about that then, you don't have to go to the event, these events if you don't want to. And this is really important from a spoon's point of view. If you've heard of spoons theory, if you don't have the spoons, if you don't have the energy to be able to go to these events, it's okay to say no as well. And you'll know if you wake up on a day where it's not a good day for body image wise. And this is a really good way to transition into talking about the other thing that people worry about is clothes. What clothes do I wear to these events? And I cannot tell you how much of a game changer that accommodation is. Oh my goodness. How can you accommodate your fat body during an event or during, during something during Christmas? How can you do that? An example would be to wear comfortable, stretchy clothes. Not something that's going to be restrictive. If you wear something comfortable and stretchy, you're much less likely to be thinking about your body, right? You're not going to be moving that, that those clothes around on your body. Why can't you allow yourself to have that accommodation to go, you know what, I do have this dress. I could wear this dress, but it is just a bit, t- I could squeeze into it. The zip just does up. But if I sit down, that's it. <laughs> I'm done for. That isn't fact accommodation fat accommodation will be going okay I recognize this this dress I love this dress it's always been a go-to to mine but not right now hopefully I can get it tailored one day so it can fit my body as it is you know maybe a tailor can add something that's stretchy I don't know I'm not a tailor but for now maybe ordering something or finding something or vintage or asking around to see if anyone has something in your size that can borrow that is also equally is something that you really enjoy that is comfortable gives yourself some stretch something that you can move in it is such a game changer us fat people we tend to you know some of us sweat a lot more as well to be able to wear something that has shorter sleeves is fat accommodation to be able to recognize I'm probably going to sweat so I need to dress in a way that's going to accommodate me feeling you know trying to get cooler fat accommodation is a game changer How can you accommodate your fat body with this event that is coming up? Now, eating in front of people is a real hard one. And it's something I wanted to discuss on here as well, because as a fat person, it is so hard to eat in front of people, to make choices about our food in front of people. Oh my God. The layers of stuff we go through in our minds Whilst we are doing something that seems so simple to other people who are far more privileged than us. 
And it's important to name that and it's important to recognise that. And it's important to recognise that because that's what anti-fatness does to us. That's what we've internalised. And what I mean by all of that is when you are trying to choose what to eat and you're going around in your mind because you know that you're going to be judged. And let's face it, I know there are so many people who are usually straight-sized, by the way, who goes, oh, you know, people are too busy. They're too absorbed in themselves to judge other people. And for the most part, I agree. But also, when we add fatness, I can't agree totally with that. Because people are going to automatically judge us, no matter what, because of what we look like, because of our fatness. And that's hard to absorb, right? That comes with a lot of grief. It comes with a lot of sadness that no matter what choices that we make as people in large bodies, we're always going to be judged. And that's hard. That's really, really hard. But also to know and to realise and to name that and to voice that is so incredibly helpful. That's why it's so difficult to eat out. It's why it's so difficult to eat out and come away and actually not need to have another meal afterwards, as an example. Because when we're deciding what to eat, what we're going for our mind is, is should we have quote-unquote healthy or unhealthy food? You know, that's what we go through. You know, How am I going to be judged if I eat something that is deemed as, in society, unhealthy? Deemed as something that a fat person probably shouldn't be having, right? If I choose that, how is someone going to judge me? What kind of comments are people are going to make of me? What are people going to think of me? And then that worry of what is that portion size going to be? What are people going to think about that? Maybe I should just pick the salad. If I pick the salad, then I'm leaning into my good fatty, aren't I? I'm trying to conform to society in a way that makes other people feel com- like comfortable around us. Because if we're conforming to society using our good fatty and going at this, you know, amazing buffet that we're at, like a Christmas deal or something, and we're just sticking to, you know, the salady picky bits, and because we're worried about how it would look if we actually had the amount of food that we would need to actually make us feel full, so we didn't come away feeling hungry. And if we chose the things that brought us joy and we really did enjoy, are people going to judge us for that? Or should I just stick to the salad? We're more than likely going to stick to the salad, aren't we? Or we might not even decide that we want to eat at all. Because sometimes not eating at all feels much easier and much preferable than the judgment that people are going to lay at our feet that we have not consented to just because of how we look. Because society's expectations and assumptions of a fat person is that all we're going to do is sit around and eat all day and not do anything else and we're going to eat foods that are deemed you know quote-unquote bad for us and I say that and I want to add on the layer of nuance that it is not an inherently a bad thing if that all you can do on a day-to-day basis is to sit and to feed yourself and it's important to say that because society has made that one of the worst things to do as a human being you are worthless as a human being in society if all you can do is just sit and eat and we have so many people in this world who that is their reality for whatever reason and they are not worth less than anyone else and to think so is a very ableist thought so I just wanted to put that out there with that as well but that assumption there 
which is anti-fat. It's also ableist. It's also healthist in some ways as well. It's hard to to move away from that in a way that also doesn't lean into our good fatty. And this is why it's so difficult to choose food in front of people. So please know that those layers are going on in your mind automatically when we are deciding what to eat and what not to eat around other people. You may be really lucky that in front of your loved ones, the people who are closest to you, you can make food choices out and about and without having those worries. If you're one of those people who is going out with maybe some friends or some colleagues and having those worries, it isn't something that is only you. I can pretty much guarantee that not all, but the majority of fat people have that experience. Some people go to the other side of things and some people um, eat out of rebellion. The things that um, society doesn't want us to eat as fat people. I've experienced that personally as well. So knowing that, I'm hoping helps you understand where your brain goes, where your mind goes with these. Because maybe it makes it a little bit more easy. I'm not saying completely easy, just a little bit more easy to be able to understand that food, the food choices that you make and then to hopefully build in some resilience around the food choices that you make. We don't have to be a fat activist at Christmas. We don't have to go, you know what, I am going to eat all the sausage rolls. <laughs> I am going to eat these spring rolls and I am going to enjoy them and I don't care what people are going to... I want you to try and choose things that bring you joy. That is my ideal. That brings you joy, that leans into your hunger and your fullness. But also at the same time, if it is easier for you to choose something that leans more into your good fatty and you go, I'm going to have my sausage rolls and um, mostly salad. I just don't want you to be hungry. So please feed yourself. <laughs> my nutrition's like, please, please feed yourself. Please nourish yourself because you are worthy of nourishment no matter what, Okay. I've either got my mum voice on or my teacher voice on I don't know which one but that is what I'm telling you right now okay are you going to listen to me so yeah it's important to be able to nourish ourselves and to recognize that we can nourish ourselves if it means that you go to event um, you fill up on the things that you wouldn't necessarily fill up you have a little bit of some um, you know, some sausage rolls and those sandwiches with a really nice filling in and stuff, but you mostly have like the fruits and whatever else is there. It's important that you can know and you can do that and you can come away and you can also have some food afterwards as well. And please do, please nourish yourselves. Next week, we're going to be talking all about this fat can in the new year. We're going to talk about how we can boister ourselves against diets. We can try and externalize some of that anti-fatness that comes with all of that diet stuff that we are seeing everywhere that I can see is already coming up, trying to tell us about these things. So that's where we're going next week. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. So I'm not talking into just a silent void Please let me know and please give me some reviews and give me some love as well. But thank you so much for joining This Fat Can on the very first podcast. This is going to be a journey, right? I've done a lot of talking in other people's guest podcasts. Um, now I'm here on my own podcast 
talking to you. And I'm sat here at my dining table with a very cool microphone. Um, And we'll see where this goes. But thank you very much for listening. Happy Christmas. And feed yourselves, please. Bye.